0: Hello and welcome to the Hashtag Stop Living on Pods podcast. We are back again this week for episode 17. This is the podcast where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals looking to build their business, find the latest and techniques that are working out there, and implement them now. I am your host, Jason Wells, ESQ. I'm an attorney, realtor, entrepreneur, and business developer, and today I am joined by, of course my my good pal my compatriot who is sad to have had to give up his keys to his jeep he's no longer that jeep
1: guy chris
0: niederhauser eosq say hello i can't even talk.
1: do that oh it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay i'm excited this is gonna be a good episode
0: it is gonna be an episode a great episode today today we are talking about farming and we're farming, not just like out in the fields farming, but business farming. We have a special guest today. Her name is Janina Gliani, and she is a superstar when it comes to having built her business around farming. Of course, she does more than that, but I mean, the stuff she's doing with farming, she is out producing the next closest agent in her area seven times over. Wow. That's not a joke. I mean, that that's some serious, serious production right there. And she's here going to be sharing it with us today. We, as always now this season, are sponsored by Magnus Title. Now, Magnus Title is actually the state's largest private-held title agency. That's important because the decisions that they're able to make on each transaction for you in a, in the, in in anything that comes up are immediate because you're going to get to the executive staff. You're going to get to the people who are boots on the ground are able to make the decision. And they have been a powerhouse uh, partner of ours. We welcome Angela Kiernan, who is one of the VPs there at Magnus title. Say hello, Angela. She's saying hello, I promise. (laughs) So we can't hear Angela. But, but that's all right. Angela's gonna be here. She's gonna be adding some um, information as we go along. We're happy to have her along here with us on the show. We are also sponsored by the Press Play Realty Network, whose agents rank in the top 1% and are constantly on the look for new agents who are looking to uh, build their business, who wanna plug in and just do what they love best, which is serve their clients. So with that, I have some interesting, inf- something interesting I wanna talk about. I don't know if everybody heard, but there's all this, Excitement around the iBuyers, and if you don't know what an iBuyer is, that's the kind. That's the name that's been given to open door, offer pad, Zillow instant offers, etc. Now these e- i these iBuyers that are out there, uh, E-Buyers? right? The eBuyers. That's just i-buyers, my name. the same thing, right? They they every time they come up, agents seem to lose their freaking minds over the fact that they're out there competing, and how are we going to compete with them and stuff? Well, things just got a little more interesting because. At Inman Connect in San Francisco, it's now been announced that, guess what? Zillow is coming to Phoenix with instant offers. The yep. first expansion into another area, Phoenix, instant offers, Zillow, that's it. It's over, go home. No more to produce. Okay, maybe not. But let's let's, let's not get here. true. Don't. All right? It's really not that big a deal, folks. In fact, I ran some statistics. Thought people might want to know. What, what does this really mean? What, what is OfferPad and Open Door really taking from the market here in Phoenix and then they add in Zillow instant offers? What does that really mean for us? Well, guess what? In 2017, Open Door has closed 843 transactions year to date. That's a, that's a ton of business. I'd be happy with 843 transactions. But you know what? In the entire MLS, they've closed sixty thousand one hundred and forty-four.
1: Yeah, it's pretty small market share.
0: It's a it's a teeny market share. They have two hundred and sixteen active listings right now. Now, as a as looking at it as one agent or one team compared to another, that's huge. But as as it relates to actual market share that they're taking from agents, it, it's non-existent. Offer pad. In 2017, they've closed 223 Way smaller, yeah. transactions year-to-date over there at OfferPath. Active listings 118, and again, the MLS as of the as of this airtime, 17,422 active listings. Okay, that's that's properties that aren't under contract. That's just active. Procuring an offer, properties seventeen thousand four hundred and twenty-two properties, and again they've closed sixty thousand. We as agents have closed sixty thousand. So yes, they're going to come in and they're going to take some deals, but let's let's keep things in perspective. I think here in Phoenix, uh, agents that it's not the end of the world. It's they're going to pull more market share one from another than they are from
1: us. Well, I think it's good to understand that you know just what we're going to talk about today. Tried and true principles of business work. And while you know, Zillow and, and OfferPad and Open Door they'll get transactions, it doesn't mean that they're they're actually disrupting the way that real estate's done. Because what is what does Open Door do as soon as they buy one of these properties? Throw it on the MLS. That's not disruption. That's just it's the same thing as what Redfin or there's there's all these other companies. It's the same kind of idea that they've done in the past. There's lots of investors out there that buy houses. And that's just what it is. It's another investor that has their own brokerage.
0: Yeah, guess what? When when the, the market was totally tanked, how, how many properties was Blackstone buying up? They're going to turn around and sell those. Uh, no one's talking about, are they going to use an agent? Are they going to form their own brokerage to sell them and keep more of that money in it? And nobody's talking about that. So uh, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about what we can't control. There's 60,000 pieces of business out there to have. And if we're worried about the... You know, combined offer pad and open door have just over 1,000 properties that they've sold. If we're totally worried about that, we got bigger problems in our business, I have to say. That's that's my two cents. Let's get out of here on that. Do it. And with that, folks, we are, are going to bring up, of course, everyone's favorite. It's stock game time. And no, I'm not going to um, sabotage Chris this week like he tried to claim happened last week.
1: Well, it did happen. <laughs> I didn't have to claim it; It just happened.
0: All right. Well, let's take a look here. Here we go. I have my socks up. They're looking beautiful. They're looking prime. I have to say, check that out. It's it's kind of kind of cubert. Do you remember cubert? The game cubert. They jump up the
1: little like stat. That's what we I mean, got going got on some, here. Look at that. Some great colors going on there, but I don't know, man.
0: I don't know. I, I seem to like my 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 design, my cubert design. If you want to vote for me. You can vote for our socks. You go to Instagram, follow me, Jason Wells, ESQ. Use the hashtag, show us your socks. Chris, this is what you've got going on today.
1: Bring it over. There we go. There we go. Press play colors. These are some sweet socks. They go almost all the way to my knee. You can't tell that right there, but um, you can vote for my socks at CHR, N-I-E Law. And so you're wearing seven. knee
0: highs? Seven. Are they? Are these yeah. like the kind of thing that you, you know, that that girls?
1: They're sweet. Would you know all those problems that you I have like with to see you wear these, these with down. shorts if
0: they go to your knee.
1: Yeah, I will. I'll wear that just because you want to see my legs. But hey, <laughs> what I will do is, I don't have any of the problems that you have with some of those socks out there where they they fall down and you're pulling them up all day. These ones, Winter socks. They are up all day long. All right.
0: Well, if you'd like to vote for Chris's socks, you can go to his Instagram at?
1: C-H-R-N-I-E-Law. And if you want to vote for the,
0: the true real socks, the Stylin' socks,
1: <laughs> oh, go boy. to Jason
0: Wells ESQ on Instagram. There you go. There all you have it. And that takes us out of there. And it's time now for really the beautiful part of the program. This that we have today, I am super excited to be bringing on our guest, Janine Agliani. Janine Agliani is a true force here in the real estate. And she's, you realize she's only been licensed for about three, three and a half years. And okay. she is, I mean, talk about some domination that she has going on. Year to date, $25 million in volume produced. She's closed $25 million of real estate this year. And this one, awesome. she is a com- the complete dominant force in the Power Ranch. A smile on her face. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> why Why wouldn't you be happy to, with that? I mean, if $25 million close your day, yeah, that's something to smile about for sure. In just those three years, she's gone from a rookie real estate agent to having joined forces with her father and has now taken that team, which is the home-selling team of Randy and Janine, into a top-producing real estate team, not just in Power Ranch, but in the entire MLS, where they rank in the top 1% of the Phoenix MLS. Janine. So- Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for coming on today.
2: Thank you for having me. It is an honor, you guys. I'm really excited, so thank you.
0: All right, now to get to get kind of things kind of started here, could you give an idea to, to people who aren't really familiar with the idea of farming, uh, what farming is, as it relates to real estate?
2: Sure, it's a great way to build your business, first and foremost. For us, it's taking a geographic area, it could be a specific neighborhood, it could be a series of homes between a certain um, set of streets, and then um, consistently, intentionally marketing to those homes, um, serving those homes, things like that. And ultimately, to build your business through that.
0: Excellent. Give us an idea, you said something really important there. it, in, in what you were saying, and that was that it's consistent and deliberate
1: mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think a lot of people, um, when they get into doing the, the, the farming, they like send out a mailer, hey, I sent out a just listed postcard
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I got nothing from it. So I, I'm not sure that farming works is what they say. What would you, what, what, we, what do you have to say to
1: that idea?
2: Yep, so we see that a lot where agents come in and will have just sold a home or maybe taken a listing and they'll send one random postcard to everybody. And you know, we have 30 seconds, they say, from the time that that person takes that postcard either out of their junk mail or off of their door and throws it away. And that is going to be so ineffective and truly a waste of money. Um, where the win is, is in the consistent marketing. And a lot of times, you know, I um, my first year sold 11 homes. And I remember it was at month 11 where I saw kind of this breakthrough in my business. And it was because I had been doing the same thing consistently for 11 months. And so to just send a postcard one random time is just a total waste of money. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. So
1: tell me a little bit about like, that will start at the very beginning in an area you wanted to focus on, or did that just kind of happen organically?
2: Okay, you're cutting out a little bit, but I think you were asking me kind of right. Were you going to say something, Jason?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just going to reiterate what he said. He yeah. wanted to know about the, you know, how did you pick where you were going to go to? Did it organically come about? What what made you decide yeah. to to be where you're at?
2: Okay. So I live in my farm in Power Ranch, and my dad has been a real estate agent for my entire life. And so he had already kind of set his eyes on Power Ranch. And so when I got my license and joined him, we decided to tackle the neighborhoods together. So he had 2,000 homes. I took the other 2,000 homes, and we just started working there. To us, it made sense when we look at turnover, um and we those are important things to look at is what's the turnover in that neighborhood. When we looked at the turnover, the fact that we live here, so it's kind of nice to do business where you live. Um you are the um neighborhood expert just by the mere fact that you live there. And so for us it was kind of a no-brainer. And it was just a great neighborhood. <laughs> Some of the other things I would say too, if someone is looking to start their own geographic farm is um does it have an elementary school in the neighborhood? That's always a huge bonus um, things like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So tell, tell, tell us here, uh, Chris may, I think he's got his audio getting set out here. Why, why farming? Why did you decide to do farming? Because farming folks is a long game strategy Mm -hmm. and that's why agents give up on so much. It's, it's agents want to get in and, and, and honestly you start the business and you got to get a transaction, but it's going to take you three, four, five months before you really see those first couple of transactions come in. Farming though, that is a long play of like 18 months before you start seeing something consistently happening and investing. What made you decide that farming was the way to go to really establish the foundation of your business?
2: Mm-hmm. I love this question, so for me, um, I get to build my relationship, my business through relationships, and that's my best way. I'm not one to pick up the phone and do cold calls and things like that. So the fact that I get to get out in the community, host community events and interact with my neighbors is my favorite way. I also wanted to build a business that I knew would last for a really long time. And so with our method of farming, we get to systematically lay this really strong foundation um, and one of the primary ways we do that is through door knocking, and we were out there when I started three to five days a week door knocking consistently. I haven't door knocked since last year. It's been a year. And already year to date, I think we've closed 82 transactions this year alone. So what we did was lay this really strong foundation, and now this business just kind of runs itself. It's systematized. My phone rings. I get calls all the time for uh, come sell my house, which those are our favorite kind of calls. And so for us, it was just, okay, this is something I can do today. I have to work really, really hard in the beginning, just like what you said, Jason, about kind of, it's not something where you're going to um, get a listing and start building your business right away. It is takes a little while to build, but once you do and you have that foundation, to me, it's the best way to build your business.
0: Yeah, you start attracting that business. I love it that you have the, the, the come list me calls. Mm-hmm. Is there anything better than somebody saying, hey, I want to sell my house and I want you to do it, you just come over here? You have mm-hmm. to worry about, are they competing with another agent? You have to worry mm-hmm. about what the listing console is going to look like. Mm-hmm. They know you, they, you've never met them, but yep. they feel like they know you, they know you can get it done. And they're just like, come do it. That, when that, I can t- that attraction yeah. you're able to, to do. for
2: sure. Console. You know, we walk into listing appointments and have instant credibility because what we've done in the community is so well-known. We also get people that refer us to friends and family just because they know what we do in the community. I've never even met some of these people that send us referrals. And honestly, that's the highest compliment.
0: Absolutely it is. So, Janine, tell us about some of the the, the tools that you use. What, what what are some of the things that you you, you implement to have this consistent repeated process that you're, you're utilizing to continually have that presence to to sponsor i mean that's that's a lot of stuff to keep track of so what are some of the tools that you implement in your business
2: so first and foremost is the consistent marketing to the neighborhood we um when i started didn't have a lot of money to spend on the business and we would hand deliver black and white flyers um, now we do a monthly postcard that's just an infographic. just gives everybody an update as to how many homes were sold in the neighborhood, what was the highest price, lowest price, things like that. Average days on market, just kind of a market update. Um, every time we take a listing in the neighborhood, we do a coming soon door hanger to 100 of the homes in the area. Then once it goes on the market, we do a just listed to those same 100 homes. Once it sells, we do a just sold. And hopefully we're shouting some sort of record, yep, there's our infograph that goes out every month. Um, So it's consistent, it's the same, it's about branding and we want people to see that piece in the mail and say, oh, there they are again and, you know, go throw it away or whatever. Um, So we do a lot of consistent marketing. We also are really involved with the elementary school here and specifically getting... Uh, networking with them and saying hey how can we serve you how what can we do to support you and help you Um, and so we'll sponsor community our school events things like that we've done fun things like uh, popsicles in the parking lot where we pass out popsicles after school Um, what else have we done they did uh, last year they bought water bottles for all the teachers so we sponsored the water bottles so our logo was on their water bottles Um, anything like that that we can help with and I meet with the PTO I actually have a meeting coming up with them at the beginning of the school year to say hey what can we do to help you guys and really come from contribution Um, and then networking with the HOA and getting involved with the HOA participating in community events if there's an event that we can partner with the HOA on we will Um, if there isn't we'll create it and do our own Um, one of our favorite things to do is the community garage sales that we do twice a year where we um, have maps of everybody that signed up to participate. Yep, there's the Cortina one. We um, let every, we pass out maps on the day of. We pass out maps to everybody that participates. We also go and visit everybody and drop off donuts, which is honestly, I think out of all of the things that we do, doing that is probably one of my favorite um, because you're really bringing a smile to people's faces. No real estate related talk at all. Just, hey, hope the garage sale goes well. Here's some donuts. Again, coming from that place of serving the community. Um, We almost always get a call after that saying, hey, you dropped off donuts to me and I'm ready to sell my house. So that's kind of fun. Um, We also do a canned food drive every fall where we um, kind of a community gives back type event where we take it in the name of the community. It has nothing to do with our team and we donate it to a local shelter and completely in the name of that community. So kind of doing good and we get compliments and people thanking us all the time. So we believe that by serving the community, getting involved in the community, building relationships with the neighbors in the community, the business will naturally come. And for us, it has. And then, I mean, obviously, you get the business. Then you have to be really good at what you do. And that's a whole other conversation. So,
0: <laughs> Well, I, I tell you, there is, like I said, I, I said going into that, that there is so much that you do that I it's just... It, it boggles my mind, but it's because you've made a business out of it. You're not just reactionary to it. Mm-hmm. really. I think that's what people need to hear in that is that it, she, that Janine and her team, the home selling team of Randy and Janine have a process in place. They are doing this consistently. It's not a one-time shot. And the first time you did it certainly wasn't as successful as mm-hmm. the most recent time. Am I right?
2: Yep.
0: Okay. and that that stick-to-itiveness, right? That grit, your unwillingness to stop and knowing that if I continually do this, that's what's going to produce the results. You know how business being attracted to you and all of it is coming from contribution. I love I saw recently on your Facebook page that you guys had uh for, to celebrate Ice Cream Day, right?
2: Mm-hmm. That was
0: so and, fun. And you and you, you were giving away free ice cream.
2: Yep. Yeah, we literally- I live on
0: power yeah. Ranch. <laughs>
2: We literally went and had an ice cream truck come and set up and we took turns in our different neighborhoods and passed out free ice cream. It was so fun.
0: Awesome. I, and I, I mean, had
2: one person come up to me and said, hey, I need to sell my house. Can you come? And I that day, that afternoon, I had two listing appointments and took two new listings from that event.
0: <laughs> come have some ice cream and I'll sell your house.
2: Yep.
1: Ice cream <laughs> pays, I guess.
2: Yes. <laughs> Man. Man.
0: That That is just so, so, so awesome. Now, when you first began, you, you, you mentioned, uh, I want to take it back because you hear all this stuff and, and I think people who will listen to the podcast or are watching now might go, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do that. How am I going to, how am I going to have time or put that into place or who do I talk to or whatever? But you said something early on there that you started out by knocking doors in the neighborhood, handing out black and white flyers. Mm-hmm. You, you led with revenue, right? Mm-hmm. You, you started with what you had and, and, and you grew from there. So what were some of the really successful early on things that you did that somebody listing an agent going, you know, I'm ready to 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 start farming my neighborhood where I live. Just like you said, mm-hmm. I want to be known as that that expert and mm-hmm. get my name out there. What are what is like two or three things you'd say? Do this. It's low cost, high return for if- you.
2: So when I started, I had a four month old baby, my mom had just had a massive stroke and I was responsible for her physical care but also her financial care and I had a huge why going into my business. I would have to get a babysitter to go out and so I would have three, maybe four hour blocks of time that I could devote to my business and for me it was, okay, what's the best use of that time I have that's going to get me the highest return? And so under the leadership and mentorship of my dad, um, he had advised me that door knocking was the best way. And so that's what I did. I would door knock for every single reason been house. I would door knock to say, here's what's going on in the neighborhood, any reason that I could get in front of people. And I found that, again, over time with them consistently seeing me combining the door knocking, with the flyers that we were leaving on their doors, because I would go out at six and seven o'clock in the morning, put my little headphones in and just go hang flyers. Um, they started consistently seeing us in the neighborhood and we just kind of built it from the ground up and really maximizing the opportunities that we did have. Like I said, with the just our uh, coming soon, just listed, just sold flyers, any reason that we could touch everybody, um, we did. But door knocking for our business and the way that we kind of get involved in the neighborhoods is truly the best way.
0: That's, that's, that's awesome. And I think, you know, so much of that is be seen, get out there, go do, you don't have to have a lot of things fancy. I love it. I can just actually picture you right now because you got your headphones in, you're out there going for a walk and it's not about talking to people. Right. And then that part of the strategy is let's get some things in front of them so that they see it, they touch it. They know us. They repeatedly do that. And this is something I can do every two weeks or I can do every month or whatever the Mm -hmm. schedule is. And it's simple enough, right, to, to get out there and do that. That's, it's awesome. Just be seen, folks. Get out there get involved. Stop trying to overcomplicate it. Just get out there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So can you guys hear me now? It's Yay! Here, I have all these questions, but Jason keeps talking, so I can't ask any of them. I'm like, I don't even know if my audio works yet.
2: <laughs> it works. All right.
1: I'm totally
0: cool. intrigued. This is awesome stuff.
1: So here's, yeah, totally. The the thing that I wanted to ask is just a couple of follow-up questions. So how many houses did you start with? When you're out there just dropping your flyers off, how many houses did you start with? And did you no. look before you even started in Power Ranch at the turnover rate? Or was it just, I live here, so I'm going to own this place?
2: It was kind of a combination I, It was I live here, I know this place, my dad started doing the half of the neighborhood, so it just made sense for me to take the other half. And then again, when you do look at the numbers, you realize, okay, this does make the best sense for me.
1: Cool. So 2,000 so
2: homes, yeah, 2,000 yeah, homes. you 2,000
1: and 2,000, so there was mm-hmm. 4,000 between the two
2: mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then now we have over 12,000 homes that we farm consistently.
1: Cool. And do you have like, a so your budgets are obviously changed from the time mm-hmm. that you started to the time that you are, are now working. Yep. Um, and did you, were you doing events at first? How long until you could start doing events?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I'll tell you one of the, I remember our community does an annual meeting and I went there with my dad and they had the whole board in front of us, the president of the community, everybody. And I just, we went up and I said, we have to go introduce ourselves to these people and make start building relationships in there. And at that same event, I remember I turned around and talked to the couple behind me and just started building relationships with, with these people and getting my name out there and just networking as much as I could. Um, so that's kind of how it started. Does that answer your question? I feel like I forgot the question.
1: That's okay. It, that was good info. <laughs> like, I think what Jason saying, being, being seen, like when you kind of just take all that that you were doing, one one statement of be seen um, biggest takeaway right now, but just turning around and meeting the people. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we we see with new agents a big problem is just opening their mouth or just they have they lack confidence to even just open their mouth and talk about things. How did you gain that confidence? Was it just because of the the why you had?
2: Yeah, for sure. Having the big why, being super hungry to help out um, financially with my family, and it just really motivated me. And I remember going door knocking is a really, it can be a hard thing to do consistently because you can get rejected, right? You can have doors shut yeah. in your face, and so having that big why to say, you know what, I'm not going to stop until I get someone to say yes. I need to sell my house, or yes. I you know, am thinking about it, or yes, the neighbor is you know, wanting to sell. Um, just having that big why really motivated me to keep going. And honestly, I mean, any, no matter what way you build your business in real estate, mindset is a huge part of it. And it's one of the things that we um, oftentimes open up our team meetings with was some sort of mindset kind of um, talk, right, where we can get our minds right, because you do need to persevere through that. So yeah, having that big why was really um, motivating for me for sure.
1: So angela, you you jumped on now. can your audio work? Doesn't sound like it.
2: Mm-mm. You
1: don't hear either. All I right. Don't. I wanted to ask what are some of the things that that partners have helped you with? so specifically Angela, she's there, and she's not able to answer some of our questions about what she's been able to do to help your business, but can you give? an idea of, of how those partnerships specifically, we can talk about Angela, but how have partnerships helped with kind of getting your business to where it is today?
2: Yeah, you know, when I started, one of the first things I did was sit down and meet with Angela, and she really gave me so many good ideas of how to take advantage of those community events and um, different marketing tips and techniques and things like that. So, um, honestly, the biggest thing with Angela was really sitting down with her and picking her brain, using her ideas, and then having her um, help on the resource side really, really helped too. So, I would say anybody starting out, you should most definitely sit down with any of your preferred partners because they almost always have good ideas. I think Angela is truly one of the best in the industry. So,
1: I agree. We've had similar experience with Angela just with our, our real estate team as well and the the knowledge and the expertise that she brings, I think that's one of the best tips that you can give to to new agents is sit down, find preferred partners, start networking there because that actually is an easier networking in than just going and knocking on someone's door Um, because you can start having that network experience and start asking questions and have those conversations in business that are in the industry
2: hmm Yeah, we actually have our new team members meet with Angela as well, just so they can build relationships with her and have her share she shares their, her ideas with them as well. So
1: that's awesome.
0: Well as, as we you've given us tons of information here. And as one of the last things I want to do, I wanna give you a chance to talk a little bit about your your Facebook page and the ways in which you use that to connect with your community there in Power Ranch. And I also wanna hear some bragging numbers from you. Like in the last year, I mean, you, you are totally dumb. When I say you are seven times more productive in Power Ranch than the next closest agent, that's not a lie. So what are some of your numbers there in Power Ranch?
1: That's fun to walk into a listing appointment with, right?
2: Oh, for sure. So. Last year, one of the things that we're really proud of was uh, we sold 106 homes last year. Our average days on market was 15 days out of all of those. And our average sales price to list price was 99, almost 0.6%. So we're really good at not only selling our listings quickly but selling them for top dollar. And when you compare those to the average realtor in Power Ranch, we sell our homes 24 days faster and for a little over 2% more money than our client than other realtors get. So and it's that because no joke. Yeah. It's because of the marketing that we do. We believe marketing to be one of the most important things that a realtor can do for a listing. So
0: that's that's just awesome. So now uh how close was how close was that next closest agent? Well let's let's not disclose names. But yeah. just saying
2: hmm So in you Power, saw last
0: year in Power Ranch, just in Power Ranch.
2: Just in Power Ranch, 56 homes. The next closest agent to us was eight homes.
0: Eight? <laughs> Fifty-six to eight. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Seriously, pack it up, go home. You live you, why even bother? Stay out of Power Ranch. It's Janine. She's gonna shut you down. <laughs> All right, I want to give a chance here. I'm gonna bring up your um your your Facebook page for those who want to kind of check it out and get an idea of what it they might be able to do. <laughs> uh, not you, Chris. Bye-bye. <laughs> those who want to check it out, those who are listening on the podcast, it's facebook.com slash team Randy and Janine. Go check it out. Team Randy and Janine. Here's their Facebook page. Those of you who are watching on the, the video broadcast, what, what are some of the things you've done here with your Facebook page to make it more community centric? And that uh, is pr- proving great results. I mean, for one thing, you have 59 five-star reviews. That's not the, the slack about.
2: Yeah. So a big part of our business is um, really asking for those reviews um, on all of our social media platforms. So um, Facebook's one of them. We um, really try to follow the 80-20 rule of you know, 80% kind of fun, community events, giving value type stuff. And then the other 20 is real estate. Um, we always do videos for all of our listings we believe video is really important and so we post those videos of the coming soon listings Um, one of the things we get a lot of compliments on is people say that your listings always look beautiful there's Megan on our team with one of her new listings Um, and then we use Instagram I mean we use all of them but Facebook and Instagram are our two favorites
0: that's fantastic. And clearly you are driving community. You can see over here you got community reports, listening reports, school reports, all kinds of information that somebody would want to know about Power Ranch is there available to them. Um Janine, just fantastic fantastic stuff that you're doing. Uh really great a great model for people to have who are looking at building a business, who are thinking about starting to farm. Last final thoughts here from everybody. Chris
1: I'm just really impressed with the consistency, and and I've seen like some of that growth per- growth personally. So, uh, goals for this year, and are you are you on track, or are you? Yeah, what so are your goals asking- for this
0: year, and are you on track to to hit those?
2: Okay, so our goal was, yes, we are on track. Well, we're slightly behind, but that's okay. We need a little push, right? So our goal was to close 165 homes. Like I said, year to date, we've closed 82. So we're just slightly behind, but we need that little reach, that stretch.
1: Just a little bit. That's.
0: Yeah, that that is a big goal to have. Not a lot but, of people you
1: know, can double their business. When, when you have
0: when you have something like that, when you have that goal, just like you said, it pushes you to reach, it, it keeps you from being complacent, it keeps you from letting somebody else come in and take some market share away away from you, and keeps you on the ball. I don't have any doubt you're gonna you're gonna meet or surpass that goal this year. So fantastic, Janine. Thank you so much. Any final words for those agents out there looking at farming, or for the Power wrench community themselves?
2: Yes, so I would say, you know, for those that are wanting to start their own business with geographic farming, my first year I closed 11 deals, second year 24, third year 61, last year 106, and now, like I said, this year our goal is 165. It is truly laying a foundation that will last forever. And when I started, if someone would have said, Janine, in three years, four years, this is what your business is going to look like, I would have done it in a heartbeat. And so to all of those new agents, I would say the same. Um, You do these things consistently, you lay that strong foundation, you put in the hard work in the beginning, and that is what your business will look like. It's kind of like a one plus one equals two. So um, yeah, and I think coming from kind of for us, our biggest focus is really serving our clients. We absolutely love what we do, and I believe that that passion comes through um, in taking care of our clients, and that's first and foremost, that's our number one goal. So thank you guys for having me.
0: Awesome. Janine? It's been fantastic fantastic having you thank you so very very much uh as our as we close out here today i just want everybody to remember that we are so grateful for our sponsor magnus title if you look just right here in the corner above my head we've got magnus title sponsoring us magnus title agency again locally owned and operated you get the executive team you get angela i mean the value have if you haven't talked to them just give them a shot it's not going to hurt you to talk to them you won't be disappointed we are grateful to have had Jan- Janine with the home selling team, Randy and Janine. We're grateful to our sponsors, the Press Play Realty Network, who are, again, agents. If you'd like to know more about the Press Play Realty Network, go to pressplayrealty.com slash join. We have a web reality series. We haven't pitched for a little bit, but I'm going to throw it out there. Check out our web-based reality series on Facebook slash Press Play Reality. Remember, you can catch the Stop Living Off Podcast every week, Thursday, 2 o'clock, right from Press Play Reality Network. We are live. You can join the conversation. Uh, if you're not able to join the conversation, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast listening app. Leave us a review. And don't forget the best socks this week can be found when you connect with me beyond the podcast at Jason Wells ESQ on Instagram.
1: Uh, cause they're over on my Instagram account at C H R N I E law. All okay. right,
0: everybody. Thanks so much for your time. Until next time, stop living on pause.